0: This is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet,
1: guys. Presented by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands on Seattle's sports station. And Brook, you are. And Brooke you are. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Now here are your hosts, Brock Euerd and Mike Salk. And that fire. All
0: right, most of our day is about the Super Bowl, and we've been spending a lot of time on it. We'll come back to it again here in a few minutes. By tomorrow, we'll be fully into the NFL offseason and getting ready for spring training. Pitchers and catchers just a couple days away, and then we'll be down there two weeks from now, uh, starting our uh, week-long run in uh, Peoria at the Mariners facility, which will be a blast. I can't wait. So starting tomorrow, I promise, like, we start hitting the baseball a little bit harder, etc. cetera. And I know that, you know, the Super Bowl story of the day. But from the weekend, I just I couldn't ignore what happened with Ross. I didn't click on this yet. I didn't want it. I had a, I had a great weekend, by
2: the way. I mean, for as rough as yours was with, with, with guests that, you know, unfortunately got sick, sick bail kids. Me. I mean, yeah. it just Jeez happens, goodness. you know.
0: <laughs> Heather and I were talking about that. Like, you're so right, Brock. People bail because of sick kids all the time. Well, it's the number one excuse. Right. Like, office. oh, sorry, my kids yeah. are sick. Like, yeah. okay, no, whatever. So samples. you sort of build that in yeah. with people that have kids. Right. But with Justin and Betsy, right. like, oh I God. figured I was safe <laughs> given yes. that they don't have kids. Felt like the responsible thing to do, and I'm standing by my <laughs> and choice. And because they spend most of their time apart, oh, there didn't seem to be any reason to expect that if one got sick, well, both add, of them wouldn't show up. You
2: know, and add one more layer. I mean, he's a Libby, Montana kid. I was up in Montana this weekend. <laughs> right. Had just the time of my life.
0: Great spot. Oh, and Macy, let's also be clear, uh, Brock. Betsy invited herself to our house. To this yeah. was her sure. idea. Betsy sure. literally yeah. yesterday yeah. said, and I direct quote, I am a heartbroken. Not as heartbroken yeah. as my kids were. I mean, they were literally oh, 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 crying oh, oh, on the oh, ground. Wendell, sure they were, or sure you they or matter. Heather,
2: anybody. So any
0: anywho... She had Great the cats weekend! Out and everything. She was ready to go. Great
2: weekend. I didn't want to be brought down. I didn't want to click on a minute no. of it. I, I, honestly, I
0: haven't even heard this Russell sound. <sighs> well, here it is. This is Russell's response to uh, the Jason Wolf investigation into the Why Not You Foundation.
1: This means the world to me. Has meant the world to me, and forever means the world to me. And I just got to say something. You know, for our Why Not You Foundation, over the past eight years, we've been so freaking blessed to meet so many amazing people, so many amazing kids along the way, and to be able to also partner with some amazing, amazing brands. And uh, with those partnerships, we've been fortunate to be able to drive over 10 plus millions of dollars uh, for pediatric cancer and to for education and for hunger prevention and so much more that those are the things that haven't really been highlighted and talked about. But I just want to highlight those things right now because, because of those direct you know, partnerships and relationships, that money going directly to those in need, immediate need. And it's been an amazing journey to see the smiles on so many kids' faces and so many people's faces along the way. And I just want to highlight that, those kids, everybody else. And I also want to highlight the fact that we're going to keep learning, we're going to keep growing, we're going to keep getting better, but also, too, we're going to keep serving. And that's what I'm excited about is for those partnerships, for those relationships, and for me and Sierra to continue to serve, and to make a difference. So why not you?
2: Mm. Well, there's there's a bunch of meat and potatoes in there. There There is some. I wouldn't say that that's a minute of total fluff. The problem is and the challenge is, and once again, why you need someone to uh, read the rumor, why you need a tone setter, why you need someone in your team and say, hey, listen, do that again. And actually start with the ending. It just flip the whole thing around and say, hey, listen, I, I understand uh, that there's been a story written. And, you know, they did a lot of homework, spent a lot of time doing it, and we weren't good enough. We weren't good enough. Our own foundation wasn't good enough when it came to our expenses and the amount of dollars um, that you know twenty nine cents on the just own it, just own that right there. And then if you want to finish with, but I am yet so thankful that we've gotten to serve and have been working alongside amazing people that really did you know. And an part is fine,
0: the opportunity to serve yes. and the desire to do yes. good tooting your own horn for everything you did and saying that nobody has mentioned it actually the opposite of that is true it's all that was mentioned for the previous decade and now one report has come out that's calling it into question that's I, I a 60 that's how long was that cut 60 seconds about 60 seconds
2: okay so yeah. five seconds of it was was your responsibility and understanding that we can do things better five seconds and 55 he didn't even say
0: that he just said we'll do better Okay, but for better than what? I mean, it didn't address any of it. And so I don't know that you saw Jason Wolf's uh, response to it, who said, I believe Russell means well. But this video does not address important issues in my report on nonprofits founded by the Why Not You by by Walter Payton Man of the Year award winners. Mm -hmm. It has eight years of their tax records and quotes from nonprofit experts, his attorney, his attorney and marketing guy. I I think Russell's taking a big risk. Seriously, I think he is making a big risk, Brock. We've talked about the Eye of Sauron before. I think he is calling it directly onto him. He is putting that ring right on his finger and calling the ring wraiths out from everywhere Mm because they are going to come looking for him. You Mm -hmm. already can see it. If you read through the responses to both his tweet and Jason Wolf's tweet, you see other journalists who who are furious at him. Well, guess what? The more investigative journalists that have decided to take a look into your life, the more likely they are to find something. You better hope everything, and I mean everything, is buttoned up as much as it should be. Every single part of your life, they will come searching for you if you're not going to take responsibility for the thing that somebody's already found. Yeah,
2: and then here's the key context to this as well, is the Andrew Whitworth, and, the, game, and the J.J. Watts, and the Anquan Boldens, and the Calais Campbells, and those other Walter Payton Man of the Year, who, by the way, had uh, and Peanut Tillman, had had nonprofits that were broke, like broken, mm-hmm. that did things the wrong way. And many of them did what? owned it and took some responsibility to it and fired people and made changes and hired new groups and got out of it and realized, like, hey, man, I can't do another man's job. My my old Larry Hills-ism. Yep. Right? Like, what makes you think that you can do another man's job better than him? And I, I think a lot of these previous award winners were like, "Well, this is a full time deal," and well, I thought I could get you know into what? it, and it I so can't do sad it. Sad
0: there is that some of them tried to take that approach, Brock. I think that's the thing that's hard about this. Some of those award winners, uh, including I'm trying to it remember, was Peanut who, Tillman, Peanut that hired a whole service. Yes, yes. So he said, "Look, I'm not an expert on this. I'm going to hire the experts, and the experts yep. basically stole the money." Yep. So, it's not even as simple as saying, nope. I don't know what to do, and I'm going to hire somebody who does. Sometimes that goes awry, also. So, I'm not, nobody's doubting that this is hard. Yep. Russell could have been a very sympathetic character here, just like all of those other guys are. But instead he doubled down and now tripled down. He didn't answer the questions. He hid behind stuff. He denied, denied, denied. And nobody seems to have his back, as G has pointed out. Nobody from where's Safeway? Where's Albert's? Where's everybody to get his back? Right. Nobody's done that. Yep. I mean, it just he he's making a problem. Out of what could have been very little, he's yes. making it big because you know, third, of the ways. It's like Watergate, for God's sakes.
2: Russell, on third down, just throw it away. Just throw it away, just as Pete said. On that Good third point. down, just just throw it away and save the yardage for field goal. Don't tell me that, hey, for 10 years I've been able to scramble around for 10 years. I've been a playmaker for 10 years. This has seemed to work. But this one, like, no, just own it in that moment. Just own it. And just say, yeah, you know, coach is right. I should have just thrown it away and and saved that yardage and made it easier for Jason. But he didn't. But he didn't. And he wouldn't. And in the end, unfortunately, that was some of the undoing in Seattle. And this is a situation that just the same. Have somebody on your team say, Russell, this one minute, no, re-record it. This isn't even live. You weren't even on a radio show. You weren't even really put to the test. This is your own ability to craft the message to put out there. And in that message, just own it. Just take responsibility, and people will give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. But when you double and triple down, so you start dumb. to lose more and more people.
0: Yeah, it, it's really remarkable. So anyway, I just people should hear that. Russell, I think, doubled down. I think he's going to make this thing even worse. And last week I said it was very simple. Fire Mark Rogers, do better damage control, own up, and then have a good year on the field. So far, two of those three, he has not come anywhere close on. We'll see about the third next season. All right. Uh, we'll give you everything you need to know, and then uh, we do have a ranked for you. We're not ranking UNESCO's, nor are we ranking courts. I promise. Oh, we, do we courts. Someday. Huh? Courts would be good someday, though. Have we not done that? I don't think so. Hmm, Courtney Love. Courtney, yeah, I mean, a lot of those. All right. We'll be right My back. Court. It's Brock and Salk Seattle Sports
1: on 710 need to know. Fifteen minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first.
0: Well, say what you want about Glendale, and there's lots of negative things you can say about it, but it has led to some epic Super Bowls. Certainly memorable ones. Uh, The first was... David Tyree's catch, helping the Giants defeat the Patriots, who had previously been undefeated. The next one, of course, was Malcolm Butler's interception. I think we all remember that one well. And then yesterday was the third. It's certainly memorable, but unfortunately, for some of the wrong reasons. No, it was a great, great game. But it kind of comes to a crashing halt on a ticky-tack call. Nick Sirianni tried to say all the right things afterwards. You know, that's what he saw, and he called it. And so that's never...
1: I know it always appears to be that, you know, it's one call that makes it. It's not it's not what it is. Right. It's not what it is. There's there's so many plays that contribute to the, the end result of the game. And in, and today they were better than we were.
0: And I'm glad he said that. He ab- That's yeah. absolutely the way to be accountable. James Bradbury said very much the same
1: thing. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I was hoping he would let it go. But of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game. Um, and it was it was a hold. So they called it.
2: It's pretty remarkable, honestly, in this day and age. Absolutely, credit to both of them. We we've seen how certain teams—I don't know, maybe how a Seahawks team handled a, a super bowl loss in that building at the end of the game—and did not have that kind of character and that kind of sportsmanship throughout. And that, that's that's pretty good stuff. And to Sirianni's point, I mean, in totality, Salk—they lost in special teams. They're fortunate to have a field goal that boinked off of the upright, but gave up a huge punt return. The the Jalen Hurts just loses a fumble. Mm-hmm. That ball just slips and squirts out of his hands. Otherwise, I mean, they were dominating that game in the first half. And so you lose turnovers, you lose special teams. You typically lose games on that stage, and Kansas City finds a way to win. And as for Patrick Mahomes and that script that we talked about on Friday, there were two index cards, there were two scripts, and one of them was, well, yeah, puts up stats, puts up numbers, but just one Super Bowl win, and he's going to fall in line with Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and the rest of them, or... Well, he wins, and he's an MVP. He joins Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Yeah,
0: Andy Reid was certainly pushing that scratch.
2: Well, he's
1: the MVP. And that's all that needs to be said, right? MVP. And he saw it tonight. What does the moment mean to you, Andy? It means a lot. I could kiss you right now, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Let's go over to Aaron Andrews. Quickly,
0: send it to Aaron Andrews. <laughs> yes. I don't know what Joe Montana Warriors might do
2: next. By the way, Montana and Brady, the only other two in the 50-some years that have won multiple regular season MVPs and multiple Super Bowl MVPs.
0: I hope Jalen Hurts is back. I hope he's back on that stage again before it's all said and done. I I thought he, once again, in adversity, handled himself with unbelievable class, which has absolutely been his history, dating all the way back to Alabama. Here he was after the game. you, you
1: uh, You either win or you learn. That's how I feel. You either win or you learn. So... You know, as always, win, lose, or draw, I always reflect on the things that I could have done better, uh, things we could have done better, to try and take um, take that next step, and that, that, that'll, that'll be the same process that goes on now. The word that, that comes
2: to mind between both those QBs, in their own way, they go about it differently, but they're totally both authentic, mm-hmm. and their teammates and the organizations follow right
1: behind them. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well,
0: quarterback movement, that whole carousel is about to start up. Aaron Rodgers, we all think, is available, but uh, you got to ask first. And so, apparently, the uh, Jets have called the Packers to find out whether or not he's available. I would assume the answer was sure. What are you willing to offer? Meanwhile, Derek Carr is saying, yeah, I like New Orleans, but don't just trade me there. In fact, I'm not going to waive my no trade clause for it, nor am I going to waive it to go anywhere. I want uh, to be released. And by all accounts, that's what should happen probably today. Day because I don't think the Raiders are interested in spending an extra $40 million on a guy who was on his way out.
2: Yeah, that balloon guaranteed payment would come tomorrow, February 14th, on Valentine's Day, the way that Derek wrote his contract. The Raiders are not going to pay that. Uh, they're going to eat it. They're going to eat a lot of dead cap. And I think for Derek Carr, I'll lean into Andrew Brandt's reasoning and thinking. Andrew Brandt, former agent, former front office member of the Packers, now media guy, says. The only way you make that deal if you're Derek Carr and his agent is you've had other conversations with other teams and you know the market's going to be fairly robust and you get to pick it where you want to go and the
1: dollars will follow. Here's the third thing you need to know.
0: Can't really have a must-win hockey game in mid-February, but yesterday felt pretty darn close for the Kraken. They had lost the first three games coming out of the All-Star break and really didn't look good in two of them. And the one that they looked good in, unfortunately, they kind of gave it up late. So, yeah, it was time for them to do their thing, and they very much did so yesterday. They played a very solid game in Philadelphia, got four goals.
1: Open ice for Jared McCann. He'll gain the zone. He's got Everly. There he is. He scores! Beautiful pass by Jared McCann right on
0: the money. That tied it at one. You got two goals from Jaden Schwartz, one for Ellie Tolvenin and, and uh, they win 4-3 to three in New Jersey. Yeah,
2: and your all-star, me, Matt, Philadelphia. your all-star, Matty Beneers, shows you last night, not just about flash, not just about scoring. Actually, take one for the team. there late in the game to deflect a late shot to secure that victory. He hobbles off the ice. Is that the right term? Carried off the ice? Hobbles off the ice? He was not carried. Hopefully he was not carried, but
0: he was. Hockey humbling. players don't get carried off the ice unless they have to be. Yeah, that is the rule. If you can make yeah. it to the bench, you make, <laughs> you make it to the it bench. bench. You yes. made it.
2: You made it to the bench. We'll see if there's any lower body contusion, lower body injury that keeps him off the ice. They have just one last game on this road trip before they finally get to come home.
0: All right, there you go. That's everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour. Yeah, credit to Beneers. That's sort of what hockey is? I mean, even even the great players. You know, they still take the punishment. That's part of the sacrifice is such part of the respect for that game. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see, and and they blocked a couple of shots there at the end. I mean, all all bets are off with the uh, with the man with the net open and all of that. And Beniers had a chance, by the way, to ice it just a minute earlier, like mm-hmm. just hit the net and get it through, mm-hmm. and unfortunately wasn't able to. So he ends up taking a uh, a puck for his trouble. <laughs> That's how it goes, I guess. Uh, top
2: three is you sit down on a Sunday. And you watch the final round mm. of a golf tournament. Mm. Top three tournaments for Michael Salk are... Wow. Justin Amore, you see what happened right
3: there? You broke him. <laughs> yeah, I did not expect that at all.
0: <laughs> well, I my mind's going in a lot of different directions. I'm not a Masters guy like most people are. So I, oh, so oh. I, didn't, I was hoping not to hold, oh. dig into the whole Masters thing. Oh, wow. um, U.S. Open is probably number one. U.S. Open's one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, after that, the one in Austin that you loved, yeah. But that is a it's that's a match play, so it's a little bit different. I would say two is probably even though it's the pro am and that's sort of lame. I love seeing seeing it at Pebble, just having been there and you know sort of un- yep. knowing the course a little bit. I yep. think that's kind of fun. And then three. Yep. I mean, I like Kapalua a lot because I played that course also. So I Mm. I think those three might be my top three.
2: I think this one in time, it's grown and it's grown and it's grown. And as you said, a lot of it has been organic. Mm -hmm. That 16th. You know, hole and what they have done—that wasn't just fabricated out of nowhere. It's just grown. I think this one in about ten years is going to be on that medal stand.
0: Hey, yeah, I think you're right.
2: Just, just the holes, the way they're set up. Well, they're sixteen,
0: and, and now with the, the, the fact the that they brought nine. in all the best players for it, right? The whole elevated tournaments, right? So I don't know if other people are following this, but in response to Live, the PGA has some of the tournaments throughout the year that are quote-unquote elevated. They have higher purses, and all the stars come. Mm. So rather than like having, you know, you never know, a couple of stars each week. Right. I mean, the fields for these are not that different from the fields for a major. I mean, they're Correct. they're pretty similar to yeah. what you would get at the U.S. Open or the Masters or whatever. So, yeah, I think that definitely helps the elevated field, and all of a sudden it feels huge. There was a good point made, though. The one problem with having the elevated field there is it took away some of the fun on 16. Because when you've got $20 million on the line, fewer mm. guys are ripping off their shirts and running around, mm. you know, being True. crazy. True. So... I don't know. Maybe that's not the tournament Trade to house. do long. Yeah. It's, it, life's about trade-offs, Larry yes, Hills. That's yes. for sure. All right. We got uh, ranked coming up here in 20 minutes. I think it's a fairly obvious one to do today, but uh, we'll see if you guys agree. Uh, don't go anywhere. It's Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports on 710. SeattleSports.com.
1: You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio on Seattle Sports Station.
0: A lot of people upset that when I ranked those three golf tournaments, there were no runner-ups, no, no honorable mentions. It's fair. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It's not a real ranking unless you give a lot of honorable mentions. Set, you're right. I know, it's kind of weak. Uh, so one thing that did happen yesterday in the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl is they cracked the code. For, for all of the conversation we've heard over the last few years, you can't win when your quarterback makes more than 15% of your salary cap. Uh, well... That's gone because Patrick Mahomes just won making what is it seventeen percent of the salary cap for uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. So that conversation is now ended. He has uh, changed the rule on that, and you know there's a debate as to whether or not that conversation ever really made sense, given how many guys came very close, et cetera. But. Do you take anything from that? Did everything change with Patrick Mahomes winning despite making 17% of the salary cap? Well, not necessarily.
2: Now, when he starts to make more of it and it balloons to $45, $50 million of his contract, because these early years here, right, I mean, this is part of the advantage. When you sign a long-term deal as you're able to, in the first couple of years of those contracts, Mike, make that cap number small. Mm-hmm. And then you do get that balloon effect. And you do get that average per year that starts to escalate dramatically. So they still are to a degree in somewhat of the honeymoon phase, you're not seeing his cap number at $48 million or, you know, where, where it's going to get to here, unless once again, they rip it up and redo it and move those numbers around. So, no, I don't think he necessarily completely cracked the code, but you know, they showed you that you've got a draft unbelievably well, that if you're going to have that QB, right, you've got a draft, like Keyshawn Johnson said, you got to draft well and all their rookies played, Trey McDuffie out there making plays. All the kid from Wazoo, mm-hmm. Jalen Watson, starting in the Super Bowl. So, you know, your rookies. You're going to have to have that cost control with draft, bat, draft picks play and, and play well. And they played certainly good enough on that stage, did enough to help them – to help them win that championship. Yeah,
0: I, I, I here here's trying to bring this back to Seattle, right? Because that's sort of why we're having the conversation as you get start thinking about, you know, paying Geno Smith and what that's going to look like. You know, I, I think it's easy to turn that into. See, you can pay your quarterback and it can work out. Yes. When your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Right. I mean, when your quarterback is the best of the best. Yep. Sure. Absolutely. I think you can pay those guys and still have it work when your quarterback is so unbelievably gifted that he can take a bunch of wide receivers that are essentially no names and still march up and down the field with them in a seventh round, you know, rookie running back, et cetera, and just have one other good player on offense. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, you can you can afford that when it's Patrick Mahomes, when it's Joe Burrow, when it's these guys who are absolutely incredible. Can it work when you pay almost that amount to a guy that's a tier below? Right. that's i think where the question becomes a lot more interesting and then you start thinking about okay well what are you using that cap space for if you're not paying your quarterback who are you paying and mora did quite a bit of work on this yesterday mora what did you, what did you find out when you kind of went through the Seahawks and the Chiefs and what they were what you know who they decided to pay and what their salary was by the way this was like. not
2: a homework assignment i just want to make that clear okay this it's was true. mora on that. her own putting together some great
0: homework
3: it's like extra
2: credit really yes.
3: yeah. yeah oh am i <laughs> Am I that person? Yeah, I, like Pretty I'm much. Just trying to impress yep. the teacher. Okay. Well, uh, I just thought it was interesting to see the way, at, looking at the Chiefs' top 10 biggest cap hits from last year and the Seahawks, it was kind of surprising. Yep. Do, do you know who the Seahawks' biggest cap hit was last year?
0: Uh, Jamal Adams? Nope. No. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Who was it?
3: Puna. Yeah. What Puna? Like, how Puna. does that happen?
0: Yep,
2: ten point oh seven five. <laughs> as I'm looking at the well, not coming numbers back. in front of me, I, I mean,
3: you go through the Chiefs. Gonna, their top three gonna, are Mahomes, Chris here. Jones, Orlando Brown. That those all make sense.
0: Yeah, premier positions, premier
3: players. Puna Ford should not be the biggest.
0: No. thirty
2: five point seven for Mahomes, twenty nine point no. four for Jones, sixteen point six for Orlando Brown. But what was 13. Puna's? Point seven for Frank.
0: What is Puna's? Uh, Puna's what is only it? ten. So they didn't have anybody on their team with a cap hit higher than 10? Nope. Nope. Huh. nope. Interesting.
3: So that Not I sure. guess that shows you that there's room to right. add there on top of probably paying Gino.
2: Now, DK's balloons and Jamal's balloons, so both of those guys, and Tyler's, I believe, goes up a little bit. So mm-hmm. you, you will see between Jamal and DK, again, this is the front end of these deals, even Quandre, the front end of them, and that's right. why you like to get these extensions done and, and why you like especially your own to get done because you can add on to their previous contract, which they have always done. Right. Through the years with all of their stars, which they did with Tyler, which they did with DK. And then, you know, you're able to, to kind of move those those cap numbers around. But, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, thirty five point seven. I will say the Chiefs had to make a decision. And you know what the Chiefs decided? The Chiefs decided instead of paying Tyreek Hill, you know, twenty million dollars, we're going to pay Joe Thune, the right guard. And we're gonna we're gonna put eight million in him again. That number goes up to about eighteen here very soon. But they made a decision that we are still going to do this thing from the inside out. That's what I learned, right? When I when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, it's from the inside out. Mm. Patrick Mahomes right next to the football. Chris Jones right next to the football. Orlando Brown two men over from the football. Frank Clark two men over from the football. Travis Kelsey hand in the dirt. Joe Thune right next to it. Those are their top six guys. It is still built from the inside out when it comes to their money yeah, and to and their and salary. which is how yeah. they
0: were able to trade away Tyreek Hill and and still yep. have as much success as they did, right? I mean, they, yep. they traded away the guy that everyone thought was the second best player on that team, and he's still really good. He had a great year in Miami, Pro Bowl, et cetera. But they're the ones moving on, and now not the Dolphins. It. Now
2: flip it to the Seahawks. Puna's there, kind of an anomaly. Tyler perimeter, Jamal perimeter, DK perimeter. Gabe Jackson's on the line of scrimmage. Quandre and Diggs, not very perimeter, good. right? Just kind of old and done. And at seven point seven, probably not going to be. Not probably won't be on this team next year. So, yeah, I kind of I kind of learned that as I do, and look at Mora's great homework and her study here is. Yep, you have that quarterback, but you better build it from the inside out still. And you better be really good at the line of scrimmage. Cause when you get on that stage and you play for championships and Frank Clark and Chris Jones, pretty disruptive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there weren't a ton of sacks, but they flushed, they flushed him and moved him. And, and you know, we're still difference makers in that game. And certainly from Chris Jones, he was the heartbeat and he was the mouthpiece and he was the engine that really challenged his guys both on the field at the end of the first half, and I'm going to imagine that locker room at halftime, a very stern talking to to, yeah. get, to get it, yeah. Go yeah. Get you, it done. You,
0: you can see a little bit of a difference in terms of how it was built, right? In terms of where the resources went, and yeah, it's, it's well said. Now the Seahawks have started to come around on that, right? You got a couple of you know high draft picks that are on the on your mm-hmm. line, and you've invest, like you've started to invest a little bit there in terms of assets. But maybe not yet in terms of money spent. So Well,
3: and another thing that stood out to me is they had almost twenty million dollars in I on IR between Jamal Adams, Rashad Penny, and Will Disley.
0: Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> that's a good point. Nope. Yep, nope. twenty million dollars in cap hit. Yeah, I mean that—that's a, a bunch of health that unfortunately uh, deteriorated. But on the him.
2: point is the same. Can you spend thirty million on cap space for Gino? Now you get a deal done. You're gonna, you know, and it's why the Bob Condotas and the Hitman and the rest of them will tell you a franchise tag that is all one lump sum, right? If if it's a franchise and and you put that on him here March sixth, he has the right to then say, okay, great, I'll take that. I'll take 32.6, and you know what's on your books? 32 point whatever, six. Like, you're not moving any of that around. I'll take a one-year, and that's why that's an untenable number. That just can't happen, right? They, they, can't, they can't do that. Now, can they do that with the hopes of trading them? Can they do that with the hopes of then getting the deal done? Can they do that? Then all of a sudden the ball, leverage-wise, goes
0: in whose court? Geno. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that, Brock. I really don't think they can afford to do that because even if you trade them, then the other team's got the same problem to deal with. Then they need to sign them with that as a minimum. And so I, right. I don't know. I don't I don't think they're going to to franchise tag them. It's generally not their style. And I think everyone agrees that they can't afford to do that with a cap hit. So I don't see that as a realistic possibility for Geno Smith. But I do think that this conversation is going to continue for a little while because of, and, and this does change it. Seeing a quarterback win with 17% of the cap space, that does matter. Okay. That, that does tell you something.
2: Okay. Now, again, a conversation throughout this week, over the next few weeks, certainly some of it that was percolating yesterday was well, maybe Lamar, you kind of hear little rumblings, right? We hear the rumblings of car, you hear little rumblings mm-hmm. of Rodgers, you hear little rumblings of this or that. Well, you heard little rumblings over the weekend. Well, what if? You know, the Ravens can't come to a deal. And what if there is 50 to 70 million of guaranteed dollars that are still a play? And would you want your Seahawks entertaining Lamar Jackson? Would you want your Seahawks entertaining your first one of these first-round picks this year, a first-round pick next year, maybe one of your second-round picks mm-hmm. this year? Are you going to entertain two firsts and a second to take on Lamar Jackson?
0: It's so interesting that you use the word entertain. Because there would be nothing more entertaining than having Lamar Jackson here, right? So, yeah, as a sports radio host in town, I would do that in a flash. Uh, it, you wouldn't ask, have to ask me a second time. As a sports radio host who gets paid to talk about the team and want people mm-hmm. tuning in to watch something that's an entertaining product, absolutely. Trade whatever you got for Lamar Jackson. He is as interesting to watch as anybody in the NFL, and I would love to root for him. If I were the GM of the Seahawks, I don't know that I could pull that If you're the head coach of the Seahawks, you're saying yes. If you're Pete Carroll at this stage of your
2: career, I think if you're Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll is saying, uh, give me Lamar Jackson. He completes my circle. He will run the ball. We will possess the ball. We will pound the football. We will add just enough and and some other cap space and everything else with a few defensive players and
0: uh, give me Lamar Jackson and you I, give me a chance
2: to get to a Super Bowl in the next three years. The fastest. I don't know
0: how John Schneider could do that to give up the assets they have with the roster they have right now. That's not really built well enough for Lamar Jackson. And then you know to- how he
2: does it? You basically say, "Hey, I'm trading Russell Wilson for Lamar Jackson."
0: Yeah, I know that that these but first round picks and this, you
2: know, all this cap. I got from Russell let's turn it around and-
0: I think it'd be really hard to build around him With his injury history and all of that I think all Of those things would be a challenge if I were the GM Who's going to be here for a long time I agree with you if I was Pete I think I'd make The call and as a fan and as A radio host mm. 100% I would love Lamar Jackson I think he's A blast
2: more and Justin you guys make that Move if uh, let's what, what's His name there out in uh, out in Baltimore the GM DePesto, oh, gosh. Uh, But if you're John Harbaugh and you're Baltimore and they call you, and uh, they call you today, Eric DaCosta. Eric DaCosta calls you today and says, Justin Barnes, you doing this deal? Give us two ones and a two, and you can have Lamar.
0: His durability worries me too much.
2: Give me number five this year. Give me your uh, number 37 this year, and give me next year's one, and you can have Lamar. Are you taking him? No. Mora?
3: No, agreed. He's not only hurt all the time. He's like out sick a lot. I, I just don't, for what you're going to have to pay him and give up. I, How many good years do you think Lamar's got left? Peak three years. They have made the playoffs and he has not been available the last two years. Yep. I'm not giving up that much.
2: Okay. Salk,
0: today you make that call. <laughs> I could be dead in three years. I mean,
3: like, absolutely. <laughs> you got
1: to get that
0: done. I love Lamar. I, I'm very biased on this one. Let me be clear. He yep. is my favorite player to watch in the NFL. I love watching Lamar Jackson play. So I am absolutely biased from a fan perspective. I would love to have him here. I share all of your concerns about his durability and about how long he's going to be effective. But, yeah, I would do it because there's I'd a be big
2: really part of that durability and that sickness and those things more that come down to. I think he was done with Baltimore. And oh. I, you give him Pete Carroll <laughs> and Pete Carroll has Lamar and Lamar has mm-hmm. Pete Carroll. Holy smokes it could smokes. be a pretty good fit. You'd, and you have, I think,
0: three years of peak. You get three years of peak Lamar Jackson. Can you build enough of a roster around him in the meantime, though, to make it happen? Can you? I mean, do you have to give up the number five pick, or yep. are you giving up the twenty? Oh, pick? you're
2: giving up number five, so they can go get Anthony Richardson, or they can get Will of right. us. Yep. Are you
0: keeping twenty, or are you giving up both of those? I mean, like, what? When do you get an opportunity to put some talent around this guy because it's eating up cap talent. space? Talent. And, he's never had Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. That's Mitzkaff. true, but he talent. But talent. he's but you never
2: had a, these three tied three tied ends. You don't have a
0: defense
2: talent, like, Ken oh, Walker and oh, Sean I oh, I love this conversation.
0: We're going to hang on to it. Do more of it tomorrow. Right now, it's time for Ranked. Is it? Yes, it is. (laughs) Hit the button. (laughs) Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwan house. Top five, top five meals that I have ever had.
1: This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at nine forty-five on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten. Listen, I'm not buying that. You know what I'm right. liking, saw
2: I'm liking the longer we go in this. I know how
0: to spin you.
1: Yeah. I know, I know well, you the know the how convers- much I like Lamar
2: I
0: know the little conversation. You know I like Lamar, it's not fair <laughs> Alright, here we go uh, with the hold Called yesterday that decided the Super Bowl Brock, mm-hmm. holds ranked Fairly obvious today Some honorable mentions including Nobody take my pride uh-uh, uh-uh. Can't nobody hold <laughs> me down uh-uh. His commercial kind of was eh Agreed really? Yeah, a little eh I don't have the whole lead up and stuff now, I debated. Uh, what, there's two great songs, both called Hold On. Only one of them could be in the top five, and it wasn't this one. Wow. Yeah. I know. Unpopular. I think there's a few in there, Paul. Yeah. Huh? This is Bridesmaids forever. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. True. Let's see what else we got. Rock.
1: These can't hold me back. Can't hold Just makes me, back. me think of Michael D-hater Bennett. Can't hold me
3: back. Right? Me think Hater of the practice
2: field back. out there where this thing was it, booming it,
3: yeah. for year after year. It makes year me think of Wassel thinking they were saying, D.A. can't hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> remember
0: that? I do remember that. The D.A. can't hold me back. I think we really have that sound in our system <laughs> Poor somewhere. Tom. Why do they keep saying D.A. can't hold me back? <laughs> Who's the D.A.? Just hold on. Going home. Drake? You know what? I'm actually glad that we didn't see any Drake last night. I figured no, you'd be Drake. there and get How'd he miss that? I can't stand Drake. Uh, Sam and Dave. It's a great song. Legendary. It's good. I figured that'd be a top five. No, it's a very, very intense category. There's a lot of great top five songs All here. All right. There were more than could fit in the top five. What can I tell you? Okay. You know, that's why you have to do some honorable mentions. It's true. Uh-huh. Clear them out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's like, the ones that matter. Like Hootie?
3: I guarantee you that we could have done without
0: Hootie. Darius Rucker's like a big golf guy now, too, right? 13-year-old me playing an acoustic guitar around a fire pit. So Justin
2: text you yesterday and said, hey, I got to hold Betsy's
0: hair. She's throwing up. I can't make <laughs> so it over. This one's just outside the top five, only because it's not in the name of the song. If it was called "Hold Me Closer," Tiny Dancer probably would have been in. Did you like Elton John the whole triangle thing yeah. yesterday? Did you like that? Doritos. The triangle thing with Jack Harlow, yeah. yeah. I, thought, Jack? I think I was doing something while it's that fine? happened, so I didn't oh. fully understand it. No, what was fine. that? Eh. Triangle chip. Brock, your favorite obviously would be to have and to hold. It's good. Yeah. Right, true. A little a little marriage action. Yep. You got the Hulk Hogan movie, No Holds Barred. Not very good. No. Of course, the
3: Hogan movie needs to make the main the main character. Of course, in
0: the Catcher in the Rye is Holden Caulfield. Nothing. Uh, I thought that you were going to save that for the top five. No, of course you got uh, Eric Holder, former Attorney General. Uh huh. We'll leave that one out. Uh, Let's see. Is there some U two? Hold me, thrill me, kiss me. That was on the Batman soundtrack. mm Hmm. Smokey oh, Robinson and the Miracles Got to get that in there. <laughs> I, don't to, I don't want to leave anything out. I see you put some James Taylor on here. That's not going to be. A, we, I there's a rule. No James Taylor. It. We've already talked about that.
1: <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: there's nothing holding me back, Mora. Yeah. I like him a lot. You don't like Very James copy. Taylor? No, I Even don't. for Dave Pride more. you don't like him. Huh? Even for Dave Pride I don't mm. like James Taylor. No. I like the Thompson wins. though. So. Oh, oh it's good. You like that one? Mm-hmm. Get uh Lady Gaga. I
1: Promise me just hold
0: my hand. I figured Brock would really love that one. That's from the Maverick soundtrack. Mm.
1: Like the ceiling can hold up. This
0: is what we're doing now
2: uh, after the seven-inning stretch, right? This
0: is the moment. out. The more can't hold us is in. Sad. <laughs> Sad how that Mind happens. All. Of course, there's the band, The Hold Steady.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The Hold Steady. All right, are you ready?
3: Literally just a music ranking.
0: Not yet. No. Hold my beer. I got a few more. <laughs> at the sleeper hole.
3: I like how you don't want to make eye contact with me right now. <laughs>
0: Number five, Brock, I'm surprised this wasn't the first one you thought of. This gets the water going, huh? I would yeah, hope so. Doesn't it make you want to dance through a bunch of abandoned train tracks? Yep. Big time. <laughs> Big time. That was more Footloose, wasn't it? It is Footloose, yeah. I mean, literally, that's the song in Footloose while what? he's dancing through the. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 it's literally the song. Oh, okay, you're right. That's playing. Right? You're right. I've never seen Footloose. Whoa! Wow! What? what? Jeez! How is that possible? The more. Oh, that's that's a surprise. <laughs> You've never seen Footloose? The original. <laughs> Don't watch the
2: remake. I've
3: never seen the original or the remake. Wow. I'm, really?
0: I'm legitimately blown away right now. Dang.
2: Wow. I know what we're watching in Peoria. Yeah. Number.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Number
1: four.
0: Toto. Oh, no, no. Making a
3: second or third appearance in Ranked, and it's oh, also a return that we play coming back from break.
0: That's yeah, a great song. That's
3: a fantastic
0: Love song. Love me some Tono. Who doesn't? Four, two, five, hold your horses. (laughs) True. Number three, I told you there were two hold-ons. But Alabama Shake's gonna make it. For me. Sorry. I said Brittany. I mean, do
2: you have the greatest line in cinematography of the last twenty-five years? Yes.
3: This has also been in ranked multiple times. So
0: that's number three.
3: Your top fives lose meaning when you just put the no, same they songs don't. in them.
0: No, that's just, no. that's a top five hold. Repeat champions. She's also a top five shakes. Mm-hmm. Number huh? two, Brock, just for you. Oh! Oh! <laughs> From Braveheart, of course. So good. Hey Justin, how come you? <laughs> Morris said I couldn't use the uh, the guy Hodor from uh, from Game of Thrones for whole yeah, yeah, rank. I I no There's L-
3: not L- even I an L in his name. That's literally
0: how we got his name. Hold the door, hold the door, hold the door, hold the door. Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. I've
3: What's never his seen name. Game of Thrones, so I can't. Since when do you listen to me? I shouldn't you... listen
0: to you. That's that was my mistake. <laughs>
3: Morrison, I couldn't. I never
0: should have listened to you. That was a major, major guffaw or uh, faux pas on my part. Mm-hmm. All right, number one.
3: I want to hold I want
0: to hold your It was last week in 1964 that the Beatles came hand. to America and played this song on Ed Sullivan. So there did you, you go. see Paul McCartney at the game? I did see him. Yeah, yeah that was cool. about Hold On Loosely? 38 special. Oh, yeah, that was a miss. Shoot. That. Hold on loosely. It's a good one. Darn it. That'll bug me. It's, it's all right. <sighs> Taylor said earlier when he walked in the studio wearing all of his Chiefs gear, he said, you can hold this L. <laughs> so we'll take, the, we'll, we'll take that for today. Lucky you. All right. We got to run. We'll stick around, of course, for uh, Bump and Stacy. They're coming up next. Get their reaction to uh, everything you saw yesterday at the Super Bowl. Uh, We got a lot to talk about tomorrow's. We'll start uh, thinking forward and looking towards spring training. And then uh, why are the Seahawks being so disrespected? I mean,
2: 66 to one,
0: 26th in the NFL heading into next year. As of today, is that real? Wow. That's uh that's now not just trade, no respect. you trade
2: for Lamar and you become like, uh,
0: <laughs> It's totally different. You win the, the offseason. Yeah. All right, we'll catch you guys tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Until then, the hey. in the bar. See Bye. everybody.
1: The energy boost.